Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The Quest of the Red Skull. Here we are, Bry Guy, the great, uh, great, the, the lost episode. <laughs> it's, it, it's right. I don't know if it's the great lost episode, but it's, it's lost to streaming services of the here and now right uh, we don't most uh, yeah most you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna sit now i quick internet search i'm not I, again i'm not i'm because i know that these these websites are are certainly illegitimate there's no way that they're paying any royalties but i it did not take me long to I, we we have it we have it on like dvd and that's how we that's how we shared this this episode between us Right, um, right. There are there are other means to easily search for it online, and you can go and you can watch this episode. But officially, there's nowhere you're supposed to be able to see it. Certainly, oh, no okay. place that Disney has has put it to be seen. Right. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a bit. But the 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 quest of the Red Skull here, and like I said, one of the most memorable episodes from my childhood experience of watching this show did you remember this one as well did you have any recollection of of seeing this none none none, none whatsoever no and and i read some of those articles that you sent me as part of our show prep and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it seems that disney plus is not the first to just kind of pull it from syndication right right one of those articles kind of had me to believe that it only aired once on its original yeah. on its original air date which was in you said December seventh, December seventh of nineteen eighty one, right? Twelve five, twelve five. Okay, so yeah, just mm-hmm. just before Pearl Harbor Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't have any recollection of it at all, but mm-hmm. you do, and yeah, I'm assuming yeah. it's not just from watching it on DVDs as an adult. No, no, certainly not. No, I definitely remember seeing this as a kid, and th- see, that's the other thing too is like nineteen eighty one, December nineteen eighty one. Were you ba- three? Ba- baby Jason was not even three years old yet. So right, like there's right. no way this aired only once. The the right. um uh whatever that the CBR.com is kind of a shitty website, frankly. But <laughs> I I'm, I could get if if anyone actually followed us on Twitter, I'm sure I would get some hate for that. But since no one does, okay. it's not a big deal. We'll be fine. And um uh, but you yeah, think they, I, they said it only aired. They said that it only aired that one time. That can't possibly be true. The other uh, article I read yeah. though said that it got pulled from syndication like in '99. So right, you know, right. you might have seen it on a rerun, and there weren't that many episodes of the show, but it was on the air for many years. So I'm mm-hmm. sure they mm-hmm. reran every episode at least once. Yeah, yeah. Unless you were running tape as an <laughs> almost three year old <laughs> again when it first aired. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Definitely. Probably not. not. So right, right. Yeah, but this was this. I just I had vivid recollections of this episode and like the red skull was an extremely memorable villain for me and re-watching it you can kind of see where a a young kid would definitely remember the red skull right like from this episode he's i mean he is he's he's literally what he says he is a red skull (laughs) that is what he looks like (laughs) well and he's a he's a bad mamma jamma in this episode yeah he's got he's got some really horrific plans i mean he basically he basically wants to revive the third reich and become adolf hitler it he he all but says it explicitly in this episode yeah he even says he wants to start world war three and Mm -hmm. and blame it all on america and then you know america takes the fall but yeah, I think he basically wants to pick up where Hitler left off is 
what I understood. That's that's the takeaway from it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, they they do have I I put in my notes they've got we got the brief history lesson through our our guest starring hero Professor Hiawatha Smith uh, who we'll talk about uh, a little bit as well. Um, <laughs> we have to. <laughs> but he's he's showing some he he's showing some film to the Spider Friends ostensibly to show it to us the the viewer at home. Uh, right. Early in this episode, they just kind of talk through who Hitler is and what happened in World War II. I I th- I, I thought that that stuff uh, was solid and made sense uh, in the context of the episode. You know, it just I don't know it it all it was, all worked. It all worked for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, yeah. and I mean, we're gonna I I have a feeling we're gonna jump around a little bit and and maybe not talk through this beat by beat as we usually would. But would you? We won't. We don't have to like go straight to the ratings here. But like, overall, did you you enjoyed watching this episode? I assume. Yeah, I mean, I felt guilty about it, but mm-hmm. I was very mm-hmm. entertained throughout the whole episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it was it one is, of those. It is a good one, mm-hmm. and it's one of those episodes where I kind of put the the pen down a couple of times, and I was just watching it as a fan, not as a podcast co-producer. Right, um, right. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, and I also thought it was one of the better thought out and almost well executed plans of all the villains. I mean, mm, like mm-hmm, when, mm-hmm. when you make the plan simple, like I want world war three, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a pretty lofty goal. Yeah, yeah. But it's also very simple enough that kids can understand it. Mm-hmm. And that if you get lost in the woods and you think, why is he doing what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because he wants to start world war three. Right. Like, I right. mean, it, it, it's a pretty closed loop there. Whereas yeah. other, other villain plans that we've seen have been, either they don't make sense or the things that they do to get to their goal don't add up at all. Yeah, like the, yeah. the Ruby to somehow <laughs> open up dinosaurs in, in New York. Right. Right. <laughs> World war three is actually more attainable than that. I think. <laughs> Particularly in the early eighties. I mean, and you, you mentioned it, the skull talking about his plans and, um, yeah. You know, uh, blaming it on America. You got to remember too. This is this is also the height of the uh, of the waning days, but but still pretty pretty hot part of the Cold War, where yeah. <laughs> w- where a lot of pe a lot of people could go through every day going, mm, maybe today's the day the nukes fly. You know, from from the Soviets or whatever like that. Like right, like his right. his plan to basically. They, they, in the dialogue when he's talking through his ultimate plan at the end to that, where he's going to, where he's launching these missiles and he says, the U.S. will assume some other country bombed them. And I was yes. like, I was like, I had my, I had my knuckle yeah. in my mouth. I was like, yeah, some other country. Cause they just, Russia, they won't, Russia, they won't Russia. say Russia. <laughs> but let, right. but that's we the, want to be careful, but you yeah. know, wink, wink, some yeah. other country, some what other that country. It, it rhymes with USSR, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Very true. There was still a lot of I mean, I don't remember it personally, but I do know history enough to know that in 1981, we were all still afraid of Russia. And like yeah. you said, the Cold War and, and mm-hmm. so- South or North Korea, I don't remember which one. One of the Koreas too, right? That was part of it well, too. Well, North North Korea, but I, I don't think anybody was really legit afraid of North Korea at that this point. The the Moscow the was, South Koreans was, was right. yeah yeah, <laughs> but I I would say the uh, the Soviets were a much uh, much were bigger scary. Uh, imminent threat. Pearl Harbor Day, I think factors in here too. Like like I said, I I just I feel like there was too much 
stuff going on that just seemed coincident like it was just too perfect to be coincidental like this episode airing on December 5th 1981 you know of course which was a Saturday right Pearl Harbor Day was was two days after this was on TV Right. And, it, and it was the 40th anniversary. I was going to say it was a Harbor. milestone anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that just seems like it, it really felt as I was watching this and we had the, those, those moments where we're hearing about the war. And even though we're, we're talking a lot about Nazis and Hitler <laughs> and we've got right. a guy who wants to be Hitler in this episode, it really seemed like they were, they, they were producing this and making this show from a, from a viewpoint of, well, we should show this to kids because this is important to know about. Like this is, yeah. this is historically relevant. Yeah. You put that in your notes too. Like, was there a fear in 1981 that history would just not rewrite, but forget about our struggles with mm -hmm. the Nazis and everything mm -hmm. in world war two, because it is a really dark time in American history mm -hmm. and history in the world in general. But yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I mean, none of the handling of the Nazis ever glorified the Nazis. It never, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it never made America look like they made a mistake being right. involved in world war two. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I do agree with that. And, and Jeanette and I have a lot of discussions about this um, and, and what Disney plus chooses to stream and what it doesn't. And one of mm -hmm. the things we always go back to is song of the South. Mm -hmm. I'm of, I'm of the camp that they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. She is of the camp that they should. And her argument for that is kind of what we're saying here about this episode is that, if we don't acknowledge history, mm -hmm. then we're, then we're, you know, we're doing ourselves a disservice as a country. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even though it's an ugly part of our history, it still makes up the fabric of what we are as a country. And sure. We're, I think everybody can agree mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. world war two, that we should have been involved mm -hmm. and that Nazis are bad. <laughs> right. And this right. doesn't, this doesn't, uh, this doesn't change anyone's opinion of that at all. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. The rationale for keeping it off is, I mean, we don't, we don't actually know what it is. We're, I mean, and no, we're we, speculating. We're, we're, right. It's pure speculation on our part. And you, you can look around the internet and you can, you can find other people who have also speculated. I don't think, sure. I, I don't think any, it's ever been, uh, uh, officially addressed in any capacity and 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 frankly disney doesn't have to address it but they'll get by just fine they're doing yeah, okay they're doing all right <laughs> no but going back to that idea you know because there's that scene where they're so they the episode opens and the spider friends are at a party at professor wells house and yeah I, it was it's got to be the same professor wells from the swarm episode right because that was yeah, also professor so. wells Right, um, you just grew a unibrow in between these two episodes. Right, but other than that, same person, same yeah. same guy. Otherwise, there there's that scene where like Flash Thompson is coming off as a complete ignoramus, like, oh, what what's World War Two? <laughs> right, like, it's like right. Si like is that are you serious about that? Seriously, right, right. It's the Second World War. It's right there in the title, Flash. Right. The whole war, the whole world was involved in a war for the second time. The there second you go. Time. Well, and and just as I'm thinking about this, you know, was there any? Is it just because they made this for kids? I don't know. Uh, you know, like that that kids wouldn't have maybe covered World War Two yet. Or, like I said, was there some legit fear that it was just something that was eventually going to be glossed over? Because, I mean, for for you and me being in school, World War II was hit so hard yeah. so many times in so many different grades, like throughout the K-12 experience of the 80s and 90s. Of public school. Right. right? And right. It, and 
and and beyond that like there's so much there's just so much in like popular culture that's that centers on uh world war Two and like you know like and how that how that kicks off like you know the the cold war and the space race and all this other stuff and well, we, we've it, got yeah. we've got had so many movies produced and and books written and all this stuff. Right. it's like there's it's just I so I I guess what I'm driving up to is like I wonder if our experience of it emerged out of like an overreaction to some fear of it going away or right. if the if it was just completely out of touch to to think anything would be forgotten I I don't know I I was too that, young right that three to eight year olds were in danger of becoming the Flash Thompsons of their generation mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. they were doomed to not know World War Two yeah yeah and 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 also there's the um. There's the argument you could make too that the creators of the show and the and Marvel, the greater property of Marvel, wanted to pass it off as educational. Mm-hmm. That they, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That they because normally we don't get villains or any characters based in any sort of reality. Mm-hmm. But when we're right. when we're getting the the origin of the Red Skull flashing back and literally showing Hitler mm-hmm. a real person, whoever owned it at the time could say. See, kids, it's like history class. History can be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there may not have been a Red Skull, but there was a Hitler guy. He's yeah, scary, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think you're onto something there that they probably wanted to avoid that. I, But I don't know about, like you said, Jason, I think we agree. World War II was definitely not skipped in in high school or, or even before no, and this is from no. someone who didn't really pay attention in history like i learned <laughs> yeah. i learned more watching hamilton and listening to hamilton about the revolutionary war <laughs> you know what i mean like that was what i forgot about uh-huh, and those uh-huh. those are the things i watch where i go i should have paid attention in history class more <laughs> i don't watch saving private ryan and go what in the what in the world what was this about now <laughs> band of brothers where what are they're all related what's happening <laughs> Yeah, it's not a not an issue. Not an issue. War of eighteen twelve. That's another story. Yeah, but not yeah. World War Two. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> we the thing that I was a little surprised by, in in terms of you know thinking through more reasons to not stream this episode. Anything yeah. anything we see that you do do any kind of uh, looking around for online about this and why it's not on there is going to refer back to the Nazis and the and Hitler. However, right. the the sort of homogenous Native American character that they carved out in Professor Hiawatha Smith, who let's unpack that name for a second. Yeah, please. Hiawatha please. Smith. <laughs> He's ethnic for half of his name. Right, right. And the rest is true, true to his roots and generic then, well- white guy. Maybe he's related to John Smith of the Pocahontas era, Jason. Uh, Maybe he's a descendant of that. Now, if we can unpack uh, the name, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Is Hiawatha Smith a creation of this universe, or was he a comic book character? Not a, I, I did not find anything from for him in, in comics. This is okay. He is strictly a one-off guy for amazing friends here. Yeah. Honestly, I thought that was the offense. That was more offensive than anything that Red Skull or the Nazis. Not that they did, but you know <laughs> right. what I mean. That they, that they that that the way they're that portrayed. was covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought uh, that's that's problematic. That's troublesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to mm-hmm. the point where and and I'm 
I know not everybody's seen this episode, so you might think I'm cracking wise here, but there were moments where there was a shot of Hiawatha Smith, and in the background we heard Hiawatha, Hiawatha, yes. like literally that. And I Several mean, if times. that's not mm-hmm. offensive, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what would be offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I noted, I, you know, 40 years ago, it it doesn't come off that they were trying to be disrespectful to to native culture. I Correct. think I think that the that when they made this they were they were making an effort but it's just it's that you know it comes off as as clumsy and kind of ignorant and and like I said it's all, it's very homogenized you know they right, they right, just right. get this kind of cool indian crap that you know that a white person goes into a gift shop and says ooh I want to put one of them uh dream catchers on my you know on right. my bedroom wall or whatever it, right, it, right, it, com- right. it comes out of that sort of mindset. Um, right. The the misappropriation. The, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and, and and painting it with a really broad stroke saying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all all things Native American culture are this. And then right. and then giving it a giving it a, a stereotype, which it, it, in, yeah. in, to, in 20 in 2021, it's racist. In 1981, it was ignorant, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. on top of all this, of course, making. Uh, this character Hiawatha Smith like the magical Indian medicine man who can talk That's to snakes little... and, yeah. and listen to worms he, he yeah. listen you, you, you pick you remember that part he, the worms his, are screaming the worms are up, are upset, upset. that, that someone's yeah. been tunneled or whatever he said yeah yeah and, and Iceman does not approve of him doing this he's, right. like, he's listening to worms now <laughs> yeah but he's like oh. <laughs> just let him go man <laughs> Yeah, I I did make a note, and I didn't know if if it was indicative of how the writers felt about Native Americans mm-hmm. or anyone of non-white um, descent that they're sort of the magical, like you said, mm-hmm. they come in and they rescue. And I think that was actually a, a college course I took, Jason, where we talked about, and this is the exact term, the magical Negro, mm-hmm. where there's mm-hmm. you know someone who comes in and saves the white person, like Beggar Vance right. yes. or something like yes. that, and mm-hmm. and it was that that kind of thing and yeah that's a little bit problematic as well but again in 1981 it's like but we're painting him in a good way he's a good thing but yeah yeah still kind of icky and cringy now (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah for sure they also gave him a boomerang yeah as his primary weapon and i i had to i had to check on that a little bit too and there are there are boomerang style throwing weapons that were used by some native uh north american tribes but nothing that looked like that aboriginal australian boomerang that 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 he had um so there's there's another just mashup of random appropriated native cultures yeah 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 and and i did read in your notes how much you you wanted a boomerang when you were a kid you got one one so bad and how upset you were that it didn't just come back to you and and to this day, I, I thought of that when I read your notes. I had a, a very vivid flashback because I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just throw it really hard. It comes back to you really hard. Like I didn't that's... know it took like years of practice and like a flick of the wrist. <laughs> right, right. I thought it's just throw it. It's just... like you throw a football. <laughs> well, and, if... and, then it, and then it just hits the ground. That's all that happens. <laughs> and a little sidebar here. I mean, I think that uh, there were some toy makers who knew how much us 80s kids wanted boomerangs. Yeah, they made a comeback in the eighties, right? Because do you remember? Do you remember like the like the three like the three pronged Nerf boomerang? Yes, green with the black middle. Yes, loads I of people that had those. 
Yeah, and it still didn't come back to you. No, it didn't. Right? No, 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 it didn't. And talk the, about false advertising. The commercials for those were very misleading as well. Yeah, they were because mm-hmm. they showed the kids throwing them and then just waiting and catching it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why Disney pulled it. They're like, we don't want that fiasco <laughs> of boomerangs we don't again. Want the boomerang problem to crop back up. <laughs> we just, we just, you know, buried that part of our past. It's time to move on and close that chapter. Let's not go there again, kids. Oh, didn't we boy. learn our lesson the first time? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but um, yeah, Hiawatha Smith, I found to be more offensive than anything. Like I said, as far mm-hmm. as the the portrayal of the Nazis in here being bad. I did want to just kind of um, go back a little bit to the very beginning of the episode. And you mm-hmm. mentioned the, the party. Yeah. Did you also find it problematic that a professor was having a party with his students where he brought up <laughs> grades? <laughs> it's, that kind of, that kind of made yeah. me scratch my head. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I definitely never went to a party like that. Not even in grad school. We didn't know. Did, did I go even, to a party like that? No. Even, even as an alumni, I wouldn't go to one of those parties. <laughs> If they still have records of my grades, I'm not going to that party. And he even he even says to Peter Parker as he's leaving, like, you'll have a better night if you get your paper done or whatever he says. And it's like, so we're mixed. OK, so we're shitting where we eat. got it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no mistake. <laughs> so that's how it's going to be. Uh-huh, OK, uh-huh. thanks, Professor. Have a good night. then. <laughs> Just trying to have a good night with some fun doing friends. And you bring that up. And he and, and he, uh, Professor Wells also talks shit to Peter about Flash's last paper. Like that's also right. that's also not cool. Talk about blurring the line there, Mike. Right. You know, <laughs> very inappropriate. Sir. Very, yeah. very much so. Very much so. But I think it's all just a setup so that we can see the neighbor. Um, and this mm-hmm. is a, the first note I made is like. Nazis are so scary in 1981 that you could be living next door to one. That was, you know, mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. the scary takeaway right there. Kind of is that right, kind right. of the plot of the Americans, the FX show? Yeah, like sort they of. Could, right? they, can, they can be in suburban America. Sure, right? sure. Yeah, yeah, could be so, right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you mentioned that too. It's like there's. Um, I, I'm sorry to just jump away then from the from the no. uh, the plot of the show, but you're fine. That's another. That's another interesting thing that happens in this episode, right? Is we, we do get something like that, like sort of a, a a scary thing about oh the be a, uh, suspicious of your suburban neighbors, and which obviously just you know kind of urban legendy kind of things, right, and then right. there's <clears throat> the um, <throat> plot of the Red Skull kind of revolves around this cache of weapons and technology that Hitler allegedly has hidden it somewhere in South America. Yes. Also very conspiracy theory heavy. Like, I, I I don't know how much you paid attention to this kind of crap, like the, you know, the headlines in the in the uh, checkout line when you were a kid and stuff like that. I, I can remember even on into like middle school and uh, maybe high school as well. Just there, there was still a lot of sort of conspiracy sort of chatter about maybe either Hitler having survived the war and being hiding. Oh, in a bunker. Yes. Being hiding somewhere either in like Africa or South America or very much like the plot of this show, like somewhere the Nazis have a bunch of tanks and weapons and, and whatever hidden away. And eventually someone's going to find it and it's going to it's all going to start again like that was that was something that I mean it, it was never never any proof or any evidence really right. but 
just uh, a, a sort of a sinking fear that people continued to have for decades afterwards. Yeah. And it might be, and, and that might have been prevalent in 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not only the fear of of Russia, but the fear of Hitler not really being gone, and that Nazis might come back. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm just spitballing at the top of my head here, Jason, and thinking about 80s movies with Nazis. And there's, you know, we got the Indiana Jones movies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. early early 90s, late 80s. We had the Rocketeer with Nazis, and mm-hmm. it's like Nazis are more of a threat even after World War II ends. And 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 I think that mm-hmm. they kind of might have played into that a little bit. Maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. they thought kids hear their parents and they see the news that Nazis could still come back. So maybe they, you know, maybe we can, you know, strike while the old's hot there on the old Nazi, <laughs> the yeah, old Nazi yeah. fear, mm-hmm, you know, that's mm-hmm. a good point. It was, it's, it's, it's some wild stuff going on in this episode. Uh, so you, you, you mentioned the party. Um, yes. there's uh, the, he, there, uh, the Nazi goons show up at professor, uh, Smith's house cause they're yep. looking for the Scorpio engraving. Which yep, is apparently yep. uh, actually a map uh, to the 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 Nazi uh, cache in South America. Yep, yep, I, yep. I wish they would have put a little bit more effort into showing how, like, doing more of an Indiana Jones kind of thing, like a Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, you know, with the with the medallion and the map of the city, you know, in Raiders, where he's he's yes. got the staff mm-hmm. of Ra and, and all this kind of stuff. Just out, and, yeah, yeah. If yep. they had if they had done something kind of staff of raw ish with this engraving, <laughs> but they're basically like, well, he's still this engraving here. I'm just going to put it over a map of South America, and now and it I matches s- up. Yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> to, to to the Spider Mobile. Let's go to South America, kids. <laughs> well, that was a little. That was a little, a little quick. easy. It was yeah, a little exactly. Quick. Um, yep. But that's uh, they 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 steal that thing. So, and this was the other the other part that was a little funny there. You know, they they were getting this information from uh, Hiawatha Smith after the Spider Friends are are teaming up with him. Spider Man's like, wait, they I thought they stole the the Scorpio engraving, and he's like, no, they stole a copy, but they'll still be able to find it. Well, yes, obviously, it was a great <laughs> copy, but like, why did you make a copy? Why did just right just just, just have the it. one and hide right. it? Right, really exactly. secure place. Yeah, cover your tracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you find me, you find the engraving. You don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Good uh, call. Uh, so there, there was that. The before they get to uh, Professor Smith's house, Iceman and Firestar, they just transform like on his front yard. They're in the burbs. Right. Right. No big deal. Um, so you you can you can you know ignore and not see the Nazis and superheroes mm-hmm. all in the suburbs. Maybe that's the real like. You know, like start watching the, out your window, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pointing at the audience, like yeah. holding a mirror up to society, like <laughs> look outside once in a while. There's Nazis and superheroes. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh God. What were some of the other fun things? So they they end they all go to South America. Red Skull is tunneling under this jungle where the weapons are hidden. While the spider friends are up on land and there's kind of a chase kind of scene. Not a chase, but you know, they're they're both they're both looking for one another, so to speak. Right. Um, yeah. Red Skull <laughs> is watching the heroes with his, I just thought it was a very funny term, his robot TV bird. Because I was like, yeah. I was just like, it's just literally the three words that describe that thing. Like, it doesn't yeah, exactly. have a fancy name. Yeah. Nothing. It doesn't have a name. No. Nope. Yeah, it's, it's just, just, it's just robot right TV on the bird. nose of what it is. Yes, <laughs> right. exactly. Like man camera TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just the, the the three things that it is. Just say it. 
of made me laugh. Um, yeah, they weren't going. They, they spent they spent all of their you know creative energy at making a really good Nazi plot. They couldn't right. they couldn't waste their time naming creatures too, Jason. <laughs> and did did the robot TV bird remind you of the owl from the first Clash of the Titans movie? See, from I the, didn't, I don't remember from the that. 70s? I don't remember that movie. So you get oh you don't no okay no but yeah I, it's, I believe uh, you. It, it's it's one you definitely got to see. That surprised me. You've never seen it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Check mm-hmm. it out. That's all I'll say. We don't need to get on a tangent about it, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a mechanical bird. That's all I'll say. And it it had it had a more creative name than robot TV bird. Robot TV bird. Steel flying <laughs> owl. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, Red Skull. He's tunneling through this jungle. Eventually, they come to a giant stone swastika. Right. That, that casts a shadow on this mountainside, mm-hmm. creating an even larger swastika at the center of which is the entrance to the Nazi hideout, right? Yeah. Not very clever hiding spot, just want to say. I Like, pretty easy to find. I want to say that if I was looking for Nazi treasure, and, re- and remember, too, that we're talking about a, a world where... It, it's been there for at least 40 years. Well, let, let, let's even be conservative. It's been there for at least 35 years. It's a long <laughs> time been in South America. Sure. I w- if I could find a giant stone swastika, I would just start making a circle around that swastika and just start digging and just mm-hmm. keep make just fan out from there. You know, right, like, right, right. This Especially is, if you're a superhero who can fly, like just right, go, right. Just get a whole big a big radius cover area cover around. a big area there. Just right. go to the swastika. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. So that was that was a thing. Um, but they, I think we might be the only podcast where we've just said swastika this many times, <laughs> talking about a kid show. Just want to put, <laughs> and that you just said go to the swastika. <laughs> Just want to remind oh. everyone of what we're talking about in case we're now on some sort of watch list. We are talking about a cartoon. We're talking from about a cartoon show. It is a cartoon <laughs> starring Spider Man. Right, right. Oh boy! But the 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 Spider Friends, Firestar, of course, is the one. She's the, to figure it out. The best right. of the Spider Friends. She right. finds she's flying over, <laughs> finds the swastika, figures out the shadow thing. She what she wrote a, she left them a note on the side of the a mountain, right? That made me laugh out loud. She literally wrote a note on the side of the rock wall that said, here, guys, <laughs> right, right above the entrance into the cave with, with the a Nazi big treasure. arrow. <laughs> right. Like, what does she think of these two men? She does not think much of their intelligence. And I don't know if that's mostly for Iceman or or for both of them. But, you know, you, yeah, you could have yeah. been a little more subtle is uh, all I'm saying. Both of these guys want to date Firestar, I don't think either one of them ever had a prayer. Has a chance. <laughs> no. No. No, Spider-Man has more of a chance. Yeah. She can... But if she has... Yeah. She, she didn't write, like, Iceman here. <laughs> she, she wrote guys. <laughs> she's she's too good for either one of them. Um, Agreed. And, and again, she's the one that figures it out. She mm-hmm. always figures it out and then is the first one that needs to be rescued, but she still is the first one to figure it out. So, yeah, in yeah. a way... Especially for 1981, it's almost it's almost kind of like pro. It, it's almost feminist in its way. A little uh, bit, it, a little bit. Yeah, halfway there. Yeah. Halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> it, I she's mean, still a damsel in distress. She always ends up. She always ends up getting caught, and then yeah, and then they have to go save her, right? Like if, if right if she could actually get if they actually let her get some things done on her own, that would uh, that would be cool. But yeah, uh, right, right. Yeah, and if yeah. she stopped calling you know guys hunks. 
and and right what, and is that what she called fa- fawning over uh how, like, how macho he was macho right, right. if right. she was oh, if she stopped macho. judging men on on the level of their macho <laughs> instead of the character of their of their person that might help <laughs> The Red Skull really creeped me out when he hmm. gets into that, and he and it they did they did kind of a cool thing too. Where I mean, it's like an underground. Is it the? I always forget if it was the it was the Mayans, right? The Mayans who had like those step pyramids. Yeah, uh, the Aztecs or the Mayans, one I, of those I, two. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's the right. Mayans. Yeah. Anyway, but like in they're inside this this uh, Mayan uh, pyramid. And uh, like I kind of my eyebrows went up when Red Skull he's he's looking down on this this giant room just full of missiles and guns and tanks and all kinds of stuff and he's just screaming mine 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 and I was like yes yeah that's that's pretty hardcore for a kids show and like he's 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 pretty diabolical sinister. yeah 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 and his voice reminded me a little bit of Gargamel. I don't know mm-hmm. if you got that vibe as well. Jeanette definitely put the kibosh on that one. Um, well, it, you know, it is Peter Cullen again voicing Red Skull, and that and he's not Gargamel. No, no, no. no Peter Cullen not. is the the man of a thousand voices. That correct, correct. Optimus Prime last, and and uh, all and he, others and others. He did he did. Uh, <laughs> I think he did the voice of Red Skull in the other show too. In the and I forgot that Red. I forgot that Red Skull showed up in Spidey eighty one, and mm-hmm. that's available to stream. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's because a there's much... no mention of Hitler. And and it's a much less it's a much less sinister plot for Red Skull. I mean, he okay. in that one he wanted to do the he wanted to do the uh, Freaky Friday with Captain America. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which no mention of Hitler. No right. mention of Hitler at all. But yeah, I do agree that explosion was pretty big action, and and him screaming "Mine, mine, mine!" It re- it reminded me of like, oh yeah, that sounds like Hitler, <laughs> right? <laughs> like right, saying nine nine nine. Yeah. Something. So it mm-hmm. was. Yeah, it was it, it it stuck with me as well. Yeah. We get another magic Indian moment. Red Skull first gets away from the temple or the the Nazi hideout. He gets away from there. He escapes with he he has Firestar with him at that point, right? They he's right. captured yes. her. Yes. And he's got I I just I don't remember if they had names, but I, I there was at one point where I was like, yeah, he wants to like restart this whole Third Reich thing. And all he's got are these these two German jamokes who I just called Larry and Curly because I don't think that they had names. They were they were dolts. They were dumb Nazis. They yeah. were the dumbest Nazis ever. Right. Um, right. So he gets away, and then um, they they go to a place called Skull Island, which again, if you guys knew he was going to go to Skull Island, I would have just waited at Skull Island. And and I mean, kinda, it's right there in the name, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, just start there. <laughs> oh man, we get the magic Indian when because Spider Man and Iceman get captured as well, and then Hiawatha Smith has to rescue all three of them, and he does this thing. He has to he has to cross a moat filled with piranhas, uh-huh. and he puts some sort of magic uh, Indian juice in his boomerang, and <laughs> he throws it across the moat, and it it sprays. And and it, I don't know, it must be like. Must be like bad smelling for piranhas or something like that because they all sunk down to the bottom. They were like, "Oh, yeah. pink water, no good." Yuck! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just swam right across. Right, no big deal. right. Um, yeah, and and I and I wondered if uh, if this was part of the magic Native American uh, trope here, or if he was a parcel tongue at this point. 
Sure. Or if he oh, was, yeah, because he, he, was, he talked Dr. to the Doolittle. python at the right because exactly. he gets yeah he first. And why did the Red Skull even let him? Or no, the Red Skull didn't let him go. The Red Skull left him to be killed by the Python, right? Right. He After made the cardinal mistake. The yeah. 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 He's like, well, he's not going to get out of this, so I can move on with my plan. Right. Because right. planning a world war takes at least a couple of days to to plan, Jason. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> no, nope. you need. You do need. I mean, you. Yeah. I would make yeah. some extra coffee if you're planning on doing that. Yeah, you um, might pull a couple all nighters. Yeah. One of the moments in the last scene was also really memorable to me and not uh, like I, I didn't remember it when I started this episode, but it just like like when I saw that frame, I was like, oh, that really rings a bell where we've got all three of the spider fen- friends strapped to missiles. Uh, okay. a, another really another really common uh, supervillain move, right? Like I'm going to launch a missile, but I'm going to put the hero on the missile so that they explode with the missile. But I remember that distinctly. The Firestar sort of in snow and Spider-Man and then Iceman in the fire rope, you know. Cause you, you do remember that. Okay. I, I definitely remember that. Um, and, and that wasn't used, like, reused in any other episodes I, or maybe, any opening Maybe or it'll anything. turn out that it is. I mean, I, I don't, like I said, that was just, a, that memory was a memory jog uh, that happened as I was watching it. I didn't remember that specifically happening in this episode. So who knows? Could Could have been... Could have been a reuse, but but that's yeah. how they ultimately foil the plot, right? They 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 just kind of reroute the missile, right? Correct, correct. Well, Hiawatha Smith loosen he he arrives just in the nick of time to loosen up Firestar from her icy bonds, and then and then again, Firestar does save the day. She's the one who frees Spidey, frees uh, Frosty, and then turns the missiles around back at the Skull Island. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, Firestar is helping out. Firestar. She's doing her part. Yep. She's really, the, she's really the, the instrumental thing, hero here. The only thing Spidey did once they got to Skull Island was he uh, he webbed himself a couple of parachutes. That's he, right. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Multiple yeah. multiple times he did the, the parachute. They did, when they do the landing on Skull Island. Did I did you take note of this? I'm just remembering this now. They they it was almost they were almost doing like an homage to a paratrooper landing from oh, yeah, ww2 yeah. yeah right it reminded me of that too i didn't write mm-hmm. that down in my notes but mm-hmm. i thought that too and i, I think yeah. i even said out loud like oh that's like the pair yeah like mm-hmm. the air force mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that was for sure that had to be intentional i would think I, it's gotta be gotta be it's uh, it's yeah way too coincidental otherwise mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. spider-man didn't do a lot once they got to that island but he what did, what did what did spider-man do in this episode he stopped the i was drill. just gonna say that he felt underused, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Because I felt like the focus was on Red Skull. And I, I feel like I remember more about Peter Parker than Spider-Man, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because Peter, uh, his spidey sense goes off when he's leaving the party at uh, Doctor or at, at Professor Wells' uh, place. And then he leaves uh, Mona Osborne, his date, uh, with Flash Thompson. Well, that's Mona Osborne. Mona Osborne. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was in the first episode. She right? was in the Green Goblin episode. Yes. Right. Yes. Because I I completely had a brain freeze and I blanked mm-hmm. out Mona and I was like, mm-hmm. who is Mona? Why are they fighting over Mona? <laughs> the only Mona I know is from Who's the Boss? What's happening here? <laughs> Mona would be a good name for a for a baby uh, girl. Because you don't you don't you hear so? you don't hear a lot of Monas anymore. You know there should right. be more Monas in the in the world. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like an old lady name even anymore. I think it just no. went away completely. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just now defunct. Bring I it mean, back. I, I mean, I'm not <laughs> planning on having another kid, and the and the next one is going to be a, another boy. So 
I am not going to be able to use it. But I'm just putting that out there for you, dear listener. If you right. if you are procreating and you need a name <laughs> for a girl, go with Mona. It's a good bring name. back Mona 2022 instead of stupid gender reveal parties. Mm-hmm. Just do Mona. Do Mona. <laughs> uh, Simple as that. I, I speaking of Mona, I liked the Mona epilogue because we, you know we get back everything's back to normal. Red Skull's taken care of. Hiawatha Smith is bids them adieu. All but disappears like in a cloud of smoke, and Mona walks down the street with her new uh, best boy toy, Flash Thompson, who she calls him like Sweetie or or Honey or something like that. Right? Like they're like yeah. it seems like over the course of. The last day or so, she has fallen deeply in love with Flash Thompson. And didn't she protest when Peter said, take her home? Oh, like, yes. She didn't, want, she, she didn't want to be with him. She, right. Yeah, she she let Peter know in no uncertain terms that she does not like Flash Thompson. She's not like other girls. She's not into the football Right, guy. the jock. Yeah, the, the dumb jock. jock. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they went down to the arcade and they both have an equal love for Video Man, Jason. Mm-hmm. They, bond, mm-hmm. they bonded over Video Man could be i could see it but it was you know it was also a kind of uh, a um conscious conclusion to the season right where they had uh they also had the three spider friends literally like walking into the sunset down the street right um yep. as the as it closed up here i think i put this in my notes too you know it was obviously having the spider friends prevent world war three that's a big ask for them i mean they they yeah they've tangled with some big villains (laughs) but it was it was a big you know it was a big plot whereas i i feel like with the spidey 81 it it felt like they didn't think that they were done with that show when we got to the end of it here it feels like they knew there was a chance maybe we're not coming back do you did you get that sense like it it felt like a kind of a conclusion I didn't think of it when I watched it, but now that you mention it, it would make sense to make this a series finale in in this world where you know you don't really get anything to be finalized mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, like you said, they they fought for lack of a better word, real villains, and they prevented a thing that could have destroyed the world. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, they deserve they deserve nine months off. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which they get right. Like season two didn't start until September now, right? Right, of right. 82. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, so. nothing new happened in the spring. It must have been just reruns that that uh, that next spring. So sure, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, uh, I I really enjoyed this episode. I I knew we were going to have a good time talking about it because of the the stuff. Uh, uh, about missing it on uh, streaming services and stuff like that. And for folks listening, if you have uh, means of watching this episode, I completely encourage you to do it. It's 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 worth it not only for trying to make your own uh, <laughs> rationales for uh, why it's not included uh, on Disney, but it's just it's a good episode. Yeah, they did, they yeah, did a it nice was, job here. It was very entertaining. And I felt mm-hmm. a little bit guilty saying that for a couple of reasons, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I guess I ex- and I didn't want to be, but I guess I expected to be offended more, you know, yeah, it, it be- yeah. because mm-hmm. the episode with Sunfire mm-hmm. they put a disclaimer before it, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I thought, well, it's got to be worse than that, and in most ways, it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree you know? with you there. It, it was it was mm-hmm. very entertaining. So. That's a, that's another thing which and we don't have to we don't have to delve into it too much. I mean, we're we've been talking about this a while, but <laughs> that's a that's another point that you could you could try to reason through or 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 talk through is like why Disney do we have an episode like Sunfire 
where you feel like sort of a some sort of you know moral obligation to still present this this dated portrayal of a cultural caricature but here you're like mm, Nazis nope don't want to touch yeah. Nazis I, right yeah right. I just I just don't get it I don't and the Nazis and the Nazis didn't win right it, it isn't right. there's nothing glorified about them they're mm-hmm. the villains and they mm-hmm. and the hero I mean Devil's Advocate the first Captain America movie is on Disney Plus yeah, and yeah. I think Hitler's mentioned in that movie yeah, so right, right. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a. It's a. It's, it's strange. An odd choice. It's an odd choice. I, at the end of the day, though, I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a four. I. I wow. I. I just. Okay. I think that there. It's. It's one of those things where, like, just strictly based on the the content of the cartoon and the story, I would. I would give it less. But I think it brings up enough important things that make for good conversation that it kind of bumps up my rating a little bit so i give it a four yeah mm-hmm. i bumped mine up i had it as a two and a half but i went to three radioactive spiders because i'm okay. really conflicted about this I I, <laughs> I I i for lack of a better word felt a lot of white guilt like saying oh this is entertaining uh-huh. for me maybe because there's still a threat of neo-nazis within our country and mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. was you know with charlottesville a few years ago and Mm-hmm, and everything mm-hmm. that went down with the last few elections, like yeah, it, yeah. it felt it felt cringier than maybe I I need, maybe I read into it too much. So I, I have to give it a a, a solid three radioactive spiders. Yeah, I did enjoy fair. it though. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good times, man. So yeah, that's the end of the first season uh, yeah. of this show. We've got more to come. Where this is this is number thirteen out of twenty four. Next week we start going into the origin stories. the the second The second quote unquote season is just three episodes. It's but it's yes. We get an origin for each of the spider friends, and that's going to be fun. The origin stories are always fun. Yeah, um, I know. I know you have a very soft spot for any origin tale. Uh, so we've been looking forward to these. It'll be a good time. We're starting yeah, with so Iceman, I think, right? We, we get Iceman, then Firestar, then Spider-Man. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So original air date, September of 82. And all of the second season is, <laughs> is available on <laughs> Disney Plus, folks. So no excuse. Watch along with us, please. Oh. In, and enjoy it. Uh, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, always do, my friend. Same with you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and like the show on Facebook. Reach us by email, spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.